Hey everyone, good morning. This is Heidi St. John. I'm so glad you guys are here today. Today is Thursday, July 22nd, and today I'm going to air yet another installment of my interview with my friend, Dr. Kathy Cook. She is the founder of Celebrate Kids and also one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. By now you've heard that I'm running for Congress to replace Jamie Herrera Butler, representing Washington State's 3rd Congressional District. I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a business owner, I'm an author and a speaker, and I've lived in this district for a very long time. And I am asking you for the honor to represent you in the House of Representatives. We've got some huge deadlines coming up for fundraising. We need to take this country back. We were once the party of ideas, you guys, but we have devolved into a cult of personality and we have lost our way. I want to bring common sense back to the floor of the House of Representatives. Now is the time for a new generation of conservative leaders to stand up, and I am here to stand in the gap for Washington State. For more information, go to HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. You can sign up to volunteer, get on our prayer team, and support this run financially. This ad was paid for by friends of Heidi St. John for Congress. So thanks for tuning in today on this beautiful Thursday. I hope you guys are having a good summer. And for those of you who are thinking about homeschooling, you know, I've got a lot of things at my blog for you guys to check out. And you can also check out Learn at Home. Dot today. We're starting to get lots and lots of questions about homeschooling, you guys. And we're going to hit it up again today. Take your children out of public school. They are no longer safe places for children. They are doing irreparable harm to our children. I hope that we get more and more Christian teachers and administrators. But as you're going to hear today, my heart's cry and the heart's cry of Dr. Kathy is just to keep these children protected so that they know who they are. And parents, we can't pass on what we don't possess. I hope you're enjoying this interview with my friend, Dr. Kathy Cook, in progress. And you know what? We never thought, I I remember um, hearing, you know, probably six or seven years ago was my very first really introduction to the transgender movement. I remember telling Jay, this is never going to stick. It is sticking. And and we're hurting ourselves. And I I just want to say, I mean, Kathy, you and I have been friends for a long time. One of the most beautiful feminine hearts I have ever met resides in Kathy Cook. Oh, my goodness. One of the most beautiful feminine hearts I've ever met. And it resonated with me so much. And I think sometimes as we get to know people and we hear their heart and God speaks through them, the, what God has asked you to do has is so important for right now. Mm-hmm. It's such a message for right now because it's a message of hope. And it's a message of healing. And it just says, God loves me. You know, you're, it's, it's this beautiful, and the Lord taking Heidi St. John, it, it kind of, it comes back to, the healing the Lord's done in you and the healing he continues to do, right, in me, yeah. to see myself not the way the world sees me, but to see myself the way that God sees me. And that is a message of healing. And I'm so grateful. I really am. Absolutely. And uh, to do a podcast with tears, I mean. Yeah, you and I both. Wow. Tearing up, yeah. The, the Lord is present here, and I pray he's coming through the airwaves. Yeah. You know, I, I boldly said at a convention a while back that boys can like pink. And girls can play with trucks. I did. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know, you know, you asked a question a few minutes ago about the church. Could I say something boldly? Yeah. There are church nurseries and church preschool areas that have a pink bin for girl toys and a blue bin for boy toys. And when a girl walks to the truck, the person says, oh, no, those are for boys. Oh. We are 
communicating false messages about gender from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I've been speaking to many hundreds of 16 to 25-year-olds this summer, and I'm bold and share, and then we do an open-ended uh, Q&A time. And I have had both male and female come to me with tears to say, thanks for your boldness, thanks for your vulnerability, thanks for the example that I can grow into myself. Thanks for helping me understand that a lot of boys will say, you know, now it's like back in the landline, a boy would answer the phone and you, they would think that it was the mom who had answered. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, now that yeah. we have cell phones, it doesn't happen so often because, <laughs> but it, you know, this I've had. back in the party line days. Yeah, mm. yeah. I've had boys, you know, say that it's awkward and girls say that it's awkward, but I'm, I'm really bold and I'll say things like, you know, who you sleep with defines your sexuality, mm. not the color you like or the toy you play with. Mm. And why are we calling, why are we talking about sexuality when they're too young to even understand all of that, right? Yeah. There, there's, there's so much that's so messy. Mm-hmm. And the transgendered issue has gotten so strong and so messy because we haven't done well with the gay and lesbian issue, if yeah. I can boldly put that out it's there. It's true. And um, it's true. You know, I, you know, I'm single and I'm not broken. I'm not unloved. I'm not unlovable. I'm single. Mm-hmm. Called by the Lord, in my opinion. You know, Jesus was single. You know, good enough for him, good right. enough for me. And didn't Paul say, dude, if you can help it, do not Don't, get married. Do not get married. <laughs> exactly. with difficulty. And so, you know, but again, I've talked to so many single women who have been accused, well, clearly you're a lesbian in the shadows. Like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? And I know of um, men and women who can't go to the same restaurant too many times with a girlfriend or mm-hmm. a guy for fear that they'll be labeled. Why are we doing that? What yeah. what business of it? Yeah. I don't know. I could go well, on Well, it's wrong, on. though. It's wrong. And actually what's happened, and you're completely right about how we have, we have done such a terrible disservice, right? Because we started with a false uh, baseline. You know, the church did dealing with the gay and lesbian. We started yes. on a, we yes. started, you know, and Jay and I used to say this, you know, I went to Multnomah School of the Bible back in, back in the eighties, right? Mm. It's where I met my husband. And there was a, a one of the guys that was um, in student government there was struggling with homosexuality. And I'll tell you what, the way that the school dealt with him and the way that the school dealt with the person who was sleeping with his girlfriend on the weekends was very, very different. And it shouldn't have been different because no. sin is sin. And we all struggle with something. We all have, a, we, I mean, we come into this, you know, broken. It's and I, interesting. I'd love to hear, you know, your answer to how I responded to a gentleman in Tennessee a couple weeks ago when I was speaking at the very end of it, you know, and I was talking, my message always is you are loved. Yes. Like that's at the end of the day, I'm going to say the hard things, but at the end of the day, you're loved. God loves you. And he, we love and, and the we people lo- who are confused. Yes, absolutely. That's the heart of the Father, right? Mm. Well, this this uh, older gentleman came up to me and he said, you know, I really, it was kind of a gotcha question, at least it felt like it to me, because you know what this is like. There's you know, 25 people standing in line want to meet me, and they want to sign books, and, and usually they're pretty lighthearted questions, but every once in a while you get a zinger, and you're like, uh-huh. I don't actually have an hour and a half to you know do this <laughs> with you. He said, I really want to ask you a question. Do you think people are born gay? And I said, I, I, I said, if I could be so bold as to say, I don't think that's the right question. The right question is, are people born in sin? Mm. And the answer to that is yes. yes. Every single one of us, the Bible says that we are all born. Thank you, Adam and Eve, and the fall of man and the entrance of sin into the world. We all have a particular bent. We all have a brokenness to us. So to me, the question is not, it's a wrong question. Are you born that way? Well, Heidi St. John, are you born with this sin or that sin? The question is, how do I respond to my to the brokenness that's in my own heart? Mm-hmm. And I choose to believe God. And so the next time I'm tempted with that thing that I'm tempted with over and over and over again, right? I so resonate with the Apostle Paul. Why does my, mm-hmm. why do I struggle with my flesh? 
push this way. I got to go back to the Lord who said, Heidi, I love you. I'm right here, you know, and he's going to help you. So to me, and that's why I told this guy, and I'd love to hear, you know, if you thought that was a rotten answer, I don't know. But just to say to him, I don't think it's the right question because the question is not, do we struggle with sin? The question is, do we give into it? The question is, what does God say about it? That to me is, is more important than whether or not we think we were born a certain way. That's all excellent. And I don't think, like, we, God does not want us to identify with our sin. Yeah. So the Come whole, on. you know, born gay, then they're identifying with their sin. Yeah, yeah. We struggle with sin because we're human, but I do not want to identify with that sin. That gives it way too much power yeah. and way too much control and denies again yeah. that, that God has created me with strength. Ephesians 2.10 declares that and all that. Here's what I would say in, in addition to what you said, which I think was profound. It's often unsaved people asking that question, mm-hmm. or it's people who are progressive Christians who want to redefine the word of God and erase certain verses. So when they say, because if they think they're born gay, then of course it can't be sin because right. God wouldn't do that no. to you. So here's what I say. I don't, we don't know yet would be my answer. Mm-hmm. There might be proof one day that there is something in the DNA. Genetic. Just genetics, mm-hmm. just like we now know that for obesity and alcoholism and mm-hmm. other things. But that if you're a believer, it still won't make it right because mm-hmm. God will not rewrite the Bible for this generation, nor should he. Mm-hmm. So the Bible will declare Old and New Testament both that the intimate sexuality is supposed to be between a married man and woman forever mm-hmm. and ever. And, mm-hmm. and again, so what I've often said to young people that tends to resonate well is I don't think – in my opinion, I do not believe they're born gay mm-hmm. currently. Mm-hmm. But you can be born with something that causes you to wonder if you are. Okay. So if you are a man who has never liked football, mm-hmm. who wants to be an artist, who's had a dad say, no, you can't be an artist – you might begin to wonder if you're gay. Mm-hmm. If you're a woman, maybe, and you don't cry easily, you don't feel easily, you were a tomboy, maybe, you know, your best friends are, I don't know, maybe you're one, and yeah, maybe I am. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are things that can cause you to believe you might be. Mm-hmm. And there are things that would cause you to be teased. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then you begin to wear the label that mm-hmm. is not of the Lord, mm-hmm. and identity controls behavior. Yes. So you wear the label, I might be gay, I might be gay, I might be gay, and then, oh, I think I am, and then mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Because we're letting the deception rule, and we're not available as teachers, pastors, parents, grandparents, even spouses, to be honest with you, for the hard question. Mm. And I think, like, when I when I talk to young people and I help them understand, and I'm not saying that, you know, you, like, you should never say to a young man, well, just stop walking that way. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's just cruel. Yeah. But you yeah. help them understand who God said he is. Yeah. So he can walk in the freedom of the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then you give him an answer for when he's teased. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when somebody says, well, clearly you're a guy with a low voice. I'm like, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm totally female. I always have been. I always will be. God chose a low voice for me. It doesn't make me a man. Yeah. It's not what makes me a female. That's right. That's what we have to say to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing I'll say quickly is when somebody says to me, do you think people are born gay? I almost always say, why do you ask? Yeah. Why do you ask? You guys have been hearing me talk about the Institute for Excellence in Writing. And if you hadn't had an opportunity to check them out, I'm going to encourage you to do it. Uh, Their mission is to equip teachers and teach parents the methods that are going to help their children be successful and competent and confident communicators and thinkers. IEW uses the four language arts, listening, speaking, reading, and writing. And their methods have been proven to be effective for students for all ages and all levels of ability, including those who are gifted, have special needs, 
or our English language learners. Check it out at IEW.com. Can I say one more thing about the church? Yeah, please. You know I love you. Well, I love what you were saying before. I'm angry at the culture. I'm angry at the deception. I'm angry at the devil. I'm angry at weak people who won't say no to the no things, if I can put it that way again. And I'm disappointed in the church who forever ago blamed HIV AIDS on the gay and lesbian community. Mm -hmm. And I served on the board of directors of an HIV AIDS ministry for years. We were trying to make a difference back in the early 80s when the church wasn't doing anything right. And I believe with everything in me that if the church would have gotten that right, we'd have gays and lesbians today coming to church and looking for solutions. Mm. I think for a person struggling with sexual sin in general, heterosexual promiscuity, um, an affair if you're married, but certainly homosexuality is hard to hide. You Mm -hmm. hold hands with a guy. If you're a guy, you're outed. It's Mm -hmm. very, very awkward. They don't feel safe in church. The seminaries are not preparing our pastors. Mm -hmm. There are too many counselors ill-prepared because the culture's changed so fast. And we're not, we're not good at security. We're not good at vulnerability. And it's mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. That's partly because of technology. Mm-hmm. We can ask Siri on the phone, is it okay to be gay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it has an answer. Don't call it a she. Mm-hmm. By the way, I was just talking to a bunch of young people, and I dared them to make their Siri voice a computer voice. Because it's a computer. Yes. Programmed by liberals who don't love you. That's so true. Don't choose the really cool British accent that you like. That is so true. And I had kids right as I was speaking do it. Can you do that? Can you change it to a computer voice? Yeah, apparently you can. I didn't no know that. Way. I didn't I'm, know that. No. You know, I'm not, you know, that's not my expertise. But but the point is, again, the, the lie is prevalent. And so to the churches who are listening, the people in churches who are listening who are doing a good job, praise God. You know, if you're a lay person and you're trained and you're passionate, let your pastors know that this is something that you're passionate about. You have a daughter who struggles, a granddaughter struggles, and you want to be available to other people in the church with questions. Let's get out of the trenches from the pews and and in the pulpits and to the pastors who know that they could learn more and learn more. Mm -hmm. Go to the the Heidi St. John podcast and, you know, go to the Colson Center and go to some places where I think they're really dealing with this issue well. Yeah, well, and it's really a a clarion call to the church to say, you guys got to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. Field. Mm. And the battlefield has been stolen in so in so many regards. And now here we are. You know, we were fighting the wrong battle, right? Yes. So the so the battle's being waged over here, and we're losing the hearts and minds of the culture because we're over here arguing about things that carry no eternal significance with them. And while we're busy doing that, the devil's having a field day over here where the real battle is raging. Come on. And you know, the other thing that strikes me, Heidi, is Parents will say to me, you know, Dr. Kathy, how do I handle it when my daughter realizes that our neighbors are two men married? Mm -hmm. Or how do I handle it when, you know, we find out that we have a niece who's believing that she's transgendered? And how do we handle it when our kids find out? And this is what I teach. I'd like to know what you think of this. Mm -hmm. I recommend that parents say, you know, we love them because that's what God has called us to do. We will not approve. That does not mean we don't love them. Mm -hmm. And we cannot hold them accountable to a standard they do not know. Mm-hmm. That is not love. But in our family, the scripture rules. Yes. In our family, God's best is our best. So in our family, we will believe these things about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we would be in your face if you were to make that choice because we love you too yeah. much to allow you to live deceived. We have got to do a better job, Heidi, of mm-hmm. helping parents stand up within their own family unit 
to to explain to the children what love is, what tolerance mm-hmm. is and isn't, mm-hmm. and how they can still love a neighbor and yet not be confused, think that that could happen to them too. Mm. Does that make sense? It's it's yeah, it makes perfect okay. sense, and it's a lot of what I've I, I've addressed this issue over and over again here at the show. It's a lot of what I've been saying to parents for a long time. I wish you could meet my friend Judy. I had her come on the show years ago. Judy lived as a lesbian for I don't know for like twenty five years. And I love Judy. Oh, my goodness. Judy is a hoot and holler in good time. (laughs) And she came to our church, and I knew immediately that she was living a gay lifestyle. But guess what we did? We loved her. Mm-hmm. We loved her. We we got to know her. We didn't put her in a position of authority in the church. We didn't, you know, she needed to know Jesus. Jesus is the Jesus is the change agent, right? It's, it's the Holy Spirit. Anyway, long story short, she eventually, after several years of coming to, you know, church, and she got to know my husband. We loved her. I never let her get close to my children. And I and mm-hmm. I think parents need to understand this. There, you know, my responsibility, my greatest responsibility at that point was to teach my children what was right and what was wrong, mm-hmm. and it and they could see me love someone without embracing something as if it were normal and good and right and true oh that's so good and so that and because all of our children we have seven children and so we had four young ones at home at the time they never doubted my love for her right we never but she was not someone who was an intimate friend of our family because I was trying to protect my children from communicating an idea to them that I thought could be misconstrued later well Judy comes to to Noble and this doesn't mean we're having barbecues and we're doing the thing right and Judy eventually I mean she has a beautiful story of coming to faith in Jesus Christ and she said she said that she said to our pastor at the time she said there was a moment when my love for Jesus was more powerful than my desire to stay in this relationship Mm. and I knew that it didn't please the Lord and she made a very painful decision I learned something that year and I was broken from my own misunderstanding because I realized she loved this woman. It would be like someone coming up to me and telling me that my relationship with my husband was wrong. And somehow I was going to have to change the way I felt about him. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine it. I couldn't even fathom it. And as I spoke to Judy and I started to understand her heart, the Lord softened my heart. Not not toward the understanding of the sin, but just to say, we got to stop seeing these people as a sin and start seeing, these, seeing them as people that God loves who are struggling with something that God said, I've got so much more for you than that. And he gave me so much compassion and so much love for her. Anyway, she, she gets out of this, you know, 20 some odd year relationship and I can see the Lord just changing her heart and watching God do something that was miraculous. And about three years later, she meets a guy at our church who has been divorced three times, and they end up getting married. And Jay and I sing in her, so they're in their 50s when they get married, right? Jay and I sing in their wedding. It was one of the most amazing, beautiful things. And they come to my house almost every year for the 4th of July. And several years ago, I was like, Judy, you know, how is, um, cause they've been married for what, 15, 16, 17 years now. I said, how's it going? You know, how's married life going? She goes, how do you think it's going? She goes, I was a lesbian for 22 years and he got married three times. How do you think it's going? <laughs> she goes, it's hard. It's really hard. And we were laughing. She goes, it's hard, Heidi, but guess what? God's sanctifying me in it. He's uh-huh. making me more like him. And she said the, the, the rough places in my life that God is, is he, God's the healer. God is the restorer. And as I've watched this beautiful woman, who, and, and I, I always tease her, I'm like, Judy, you found the perfect guy for you. Someone who likes motorcycles as much as you do. <laughs> Someone who just, I mean, he, he gets her. I he totally it. gets her. It took a special guy to get Judy. Yes. And yes. he totally gets her. And um, you'd laugh because I think she's like five foot one, maybe. I mean, she's uh. short. She's short. And, but the, but what I learned in that, in that friendship, in this an ongoing friendship, mm. 
was that there is a way that we can we can interact with each other that recognizes the brokenness without bringing the condemnation to it into the conversation right because the bible teaches us there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus that's the message of the church right isn't that what we should be bringing we should what i love about that story i mean praise god first of all just praise god and what hope there is in that testimony yeah. for all that were involved there you know what you did as a friend? You saw beyond the gender. Like, let me ask you, like, how often do you think about your gender, Heidi? Never. No. It's no. not some typical people not living with sexual sin, um, especially the homosexual variety of that. And it is sin, according to Scripture. It's not our opinion. Um, we don't think about gender. Yeah. And we are way more than gender. Yes. And one of the things that happens to the gay and lesbians and the ones that would love to come to church and maybe think about Jesus and maybe risk what courage it took for her. Yeah to experience a love from God because she knew ultimately what that would require of her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's it's really, really hard. It is hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think you got to picture Judy coming to this church. I mean, it was a Baptist church, for goodness sake, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, no, you know, like, we're doing the, the Baptist-y thing. Yeah. And I thought, because she came and we did like a, like a Christmas production, that's kind of what brought her in. But what kept her there was she realized that, that people loved her. That's what kept her there. Oh, it's so good. And what I was going to say that I think is so powerful is you got to know her, again, beyond gender, right? Yeah. So we all have delights and joys and things that break our heart and habits and strengths. And we all have background. We all have dreams for our tomorrows. You found out what those were. Mm -hmm. So now when she sees you, she knows you're not seeing her as a lesbian sinner. You're seeing her as a creative genius or a gardener Mm -hmm. or somebody who loves her mom well. That's what we have to do is see beyond the sin and find out what else is there so that they find out they're more than that. Now they have more they can lean into. Yeah. And now they can believe God did a good thing when he made them because they have all these other parts about them that aren't sinful. Well, I hope you guys are enjoying this interview with Dr. Kathy. We're going to come back tomorrow and air that final installment. I want to just remind you, you know, as you've heard me talking to Kathy, and I, I wish that that we could even have this on video or that there could be people in the studio because the Spirit of the Lord has been so present in this interview. And I love Kathy and I love her heart and her transparency and her vulnerability. And God is using her. And you what? And this is the truth, you guys. This is what's needed in the culture right now. It is needed desperately. It is needed now more than ever. And I hope as you hear this, that it that it wakes something up in you to say, I need to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. We need to start speaking the truth in love. We need to start being vulnerable and courageous. And this is what God's heart is for us. And so I'd love to hear your feedback. You guys can reach out to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. And I just want to hear how you're doing. Send us your questions. Send me your feedback. If you're interested in my run for Congress, you can go to HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. Also, I've got a podcast that airs on Tuesdays. It's called America's Town Hall. And you can find out more information about that at HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. Thanks for listening today, everybody. And I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.